Hey, you are listening to Peach Neon Pink Ramblings, a podcast where I talk about my thoughts about everything Korean entertainment, including K dramas, Korean movies, Korean variety shows, K pop, and K beauty, everything under the umbrella of things. Um, also, my rants about life, pop culture, and a lot of random things. So, thank you so much for tuning in and listen on. Hey everyone, welcome back to Peach Neon Pink Ramblings, the podcast where we talk about everything Korean entertainment, including K dramas, of course, Korean movies, Korean variety shows, K pop, and my favorite subject, K beauty. And yeah, this is the 14th. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk today. 14th episode of this podcast. And I guess the first podcast episode of 2020. <laughs> um, every time I do these episodes, I feel just really blessed and honored because I started this podcast on a whim. I just needed something to distract me aside from doing one minute vlogs and travel vlogs on my spare time outside of work. Um, and it's been a few months since I've been doing this, although not very consistently. I do keep trying to um, put out an episode every week. I know I missed last week. It's just been a crazy week um, for me. I'm getting ready to actually travel outside of the states so i will be out of the country so <laughs> the episodes might be skipping a couple of weeks before i kind of get to record another episode so this might be the episode for for at least a couple of weeks after this um just because i'm not too sure if i'm gonna get a chance to record um a podcast episode um while i am in southeast asia um, yet again, <laughs> um, just because I'm going to be traveling with family and it's not going to be the most quietest like environment to be recording a podcast. Um, I'm not too sure if I talked about this before, but when I record this podcast, it's usually when I'm alone in my house. Um, that sounds kind of creepily and not good to say on a podcast um but it's usually when i'm like alone in my room and there's not that much other noise to kind of like seep into the podcast um but yeah i don't think i'm gonna be in an exactly ideal environment like next week to record a podcast episode so hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast episode this week and if i don't put out a podcast episode next week i will see you guys back in a couple weeks um, so yeah, welcome to the 14th episode of Peach Neon Pink Ramblings, a podcast. And we're gonna go back to talking about Korean variety shows. And I know I've talked about a few Korean variety shows in the past, including Busted, uh, which is a very fun Korean variety show about um, bumbling celebrity detectives and I talked about Lee Dong-wook's talk show which is sort of a variety show as well but special special episode today because I'm going to be talking about um, food themed Korean variety shows which are so much fun to watch um, but also are rarely subtitled in English so so they don't show <laughs> so they don't really um, get that much exposure internationally because they don't 
generally get subtitled in English compared to other um, genres of Korean variety. Uh, but I'm going to talk about a Korean variety show called Coffee Friends. I'm super excited because anything coffee really peps me up because I am a very heavy coffee drinker. I love going to coffee shops. So a show that is based on coffee already piqued my interest just from the get-go. Um, and we're going to talk about other Korean variety shows that are based on food as well and touch up on that. Um, on the K-pop side of things, I'm going to be talking about music that... W- you most likely would hear in a coffee shop in Korea. Um, there is a very huge uh, cafe coffee shop culture in Korea, and they usually have really great like lo-fi like music on there. And I'm gonna talk about two songs that um, I've I've actually like heard when I was in a coffee shop um, in Seoul when I was there two years ago. So. Um, we're going to talk about those two songs that I'm going to sort of kind of review. <laughs> and I'm um, keeping up with the food theme in the K-beauty section of the podcast. We're going to be talking about food-inspired Korean beauty products, which is something different and um, borderly, borderingly cute. <laughs> but we're going to talk about a couple of products uh, that is based, either have ingredients that are food-ish uh, or natural food-based uh, ingredients or they're just inspired by food. So uh, stay tuned and listen on. Hey, so this is the Korean variety section of the podcast today. And I am super, super, super stoked because we're going to talk about food. And food is the language of love for me. I am... You would often see me eating and discovering good food, especially like cafes and brunch and actually any time of the day i am always up for like getting good food um (laughs) i actually always frequent like food halls and all that stuff that's kind of the rank all the rage here in uh, the states um also when i was my last trip to southeast southeast asia um last year in october um i actually really enjoyed eating food in bangkok Um, and the hawker stalls in Singapore that was like just an amazing experience and every time I travel I actually do make it a point to try the local food and try uh, what's new in the local cuisine and stuff so I'm always up for eating good food Um, (laughs) but I'm super excited about talking about this Korean variety show because it is about coffee uh, aptly titled Coffee Friends. This is starring Yu Yon Sook, Son Ho Jun, Choi Ji Woo, and Yang Se Jong. I'm gonna read a description partially lifted from Drama Beans, which is an amazing site that talks a lot about Korean entertainment. It's a site that I've been following for a while, and you guys do know I love kind of just taking off good summaries online about stuff that I talk about on the podcast. So um, this 
synopsis is partially from drama beans you gotta give credit when credit is due right guys um (laughs) anywho coffee friends so set in jeju coffee friends is a variety show featuring real life best friends yu yon suk and son ho jun running a brunch cafe in a tangerine farm the pair first worked on the travel variety show Youths Over Flowers back in 2014. Son Ho Jun then went on to become a regular on the Slice of Life cooking variety show Three Meals a Day. The idea for the new show comes from the two actors' personal project, a charity fundraiser that they ran back in 2018 called Coffee Friends. The idea was indeed simple and brilliant. The two get a food truck, drive to a designated location, and they sell the coffee themselves. Usually, a celebrity friend or two pops by and helps them out. There are no set prices as each purchase is considered a donation, and all proceeds are donated to a charity. As a rule, the actors do not accept any personal gifts from fans on these days as well. TVN's Coffee Friends will be an upgraded version of the coffee truck event with a little bit of Yoon's kitchen thrown into the mix. Instead of a coffee truck, Yoo Yoon Suk and Son Ho Jun will be setting up a brick and mortar cafe in a tangerine farm that's going to be located in Jeju Island. The two friends will run cafe and serve brunch in addition to coffee keeping in tune with the heart of the original Coffee Friends project, all profits will be donated to charity. Anyways, oh my gosh. Like I said in the intro, there's not much food-themed Korean variety shows that actually have English subtitles. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because the genre of Korean variety as not popular internationally i'm not too sure but i mean the foodie foodie culture is pretty much universal now across the globe and i would think that they would want to um promote like korean like food culture um through shows a little bit more internationally but it's kind of hard to find um, english subtitles for these type of variety shows um Let's get down to the basics, the key points of this Korean variety show. Um, Coffee Friends was aired on uh, cable network TVN from January till March 2019. Um, it is produced by CJ E&M, which is a big company in Korea. And actually, um, the show's creative director is the famous variety producer PD Na Yeon-sook, or not PD that uh, ha, um, it's called. And uh, actually that variety of producer um, is actually famous for like two days, one night. A lot of very famous Korean variety shows and a lot of food related variety shows too. I think the more f- popular, more famous food variety shows actually are produced by Not PD. So um, you can trust... <laughs> that producer for like doing very good like food themed variety shows um first and foremost let's let's talk about the aesthetics of this show because um i'm the kind of person that when i go into a food place 
of course, like, the food has to be amazing. Like, the food and the drinks have to be great and amazing. And, um, but secondly, I also look at the ambiance and, like, the environment of a certain shop or a certain cafe because, um, you could always have food delivered to you and just like eat at home or whatever. Like the act of going out to a certain place does require like something else aside from the good food that you, it should be like an experience when you go there. There should be a certain aesthetic. So um, let's talk about the aesthetic of this show. Um, it is so beautiful. I mean, one of my biggest, biggest regrets when I went to South Korea a couple years ago was that uh, we were there for a few days and I didn't get a chance to actually go to Jeju Island, which is actually you have to I, like fly to Jeju. They have their own international airport. Um, and it's such a beautiful island that I have seen on YouTube videos, on Korean dramas, on Korean movies. And I deeply deeply regret not getting a chance to go there because just because the scenery is just so brief like breathtakingly beautiful um so this is set in a tangerine farm somewhere in jeju island and the whole place is just so amazingly beautiful it's just gorgeous um Aside from that, what they did was that there's actually this uh storage house, like a shed ish sorta in that tangerine farm, um, that they actually converted into a cafe. Um the first episode of the series you actually see um Yo Yun Suk and Son Ho Jun. Um, they get the proposal to participate in the show by the producers and they actually travel to Jeju to scout out their location with their uh, friend who is a um, designer, architect guy. Um, and they actually walk into the um, Tangerine Farm, Tangerine Plantation, really, actually, because it's huge. It's like a massive farm so it's more of like a plantation i feel like um and they actually um scope out the place and they see the shed which is actually well maintained for a shed that's in the middle of like a plantation <laughs> i feel like it when i first when i saw that episode um but they actually end up like creating new windows like bigger uh, windows and creating the actual bar area and the kitchen and the seats inside the shed although they kept much of the exterior and the beams the wooden beams um, and like the concrete kind of um, walls and feel of it um, because it was already like very rustic and beautiful as it is but they just added like huge windows that actually was a good point by uh Yu Yun Sook and Son Ho Jun because they wanted um the people who are going to eat at their cafe to be able to see the beautiful view of uh the tangerine trees. Um and initially the storage area, the storage house didn't really it had like little windows. So they actually purposely made huge like viewing windows so that uh the diners can see um also they 
really incorporated a lot of Jeju's like the feel of it because I feel like Seoul is really very urban and with you know uh, high rises and stuff like that in most areas of Seoul but Jeju is pretty much like uh, prairie very like country provincial um, part of South Korea I feel like it so they do incorporate like I said a more rustic kind of country natural aesthetic to everything and um there's a good section in the beginning of the series where we see that they actually decorate the the interiors with like tangerines from the farm and the cast is like picking tangerines by hand from the farm to incorporate in their menu and just those little touches are just so beautiful um i mean don't get me wrong, I love going to very aesthetic coffee houses and cafes here in the States, but the cafe culture in Korea is planets, worlds beyond uh, what I experience here in the States because they have such an eye for just incorporating the whole experience of the beauty of um, the surroundings. Like you would find so many themed cafes in Seoul as well. Like even if it's not really themed, it's just so gorgeous inside. I remember going to um, af- as part of one of the tours that I was on, uh, we were actually at this ginseng museum. Yeah, it was like a Korean ginseng museum in Seoul. And right next to the ginseng museum is this cafe that was like sort of Hawaii theme. Hawaiian theme like it was like Kona coffee or something like that but what they say they're like Hawaiian theme it's like it's like colors of green pink browns with like palms and like uh like hibiscus flower patterns on the wall and there's like this like light installation that's just um like over here there's like this all this fad of having neon signs and i feel like they've had that in coffee shops in korea years ahead of when they had it here in the states um and i remember just like every coffee shop i went to even like the normal like paris baguette or tula juice tula juice I can never pronounce that place's name. But anyways, like their normal franchise, like bakery cafe places is actually also really pretty. Um, And another tangent, even their K-beauty places, like their Innisfree has like a green themed, nature themed cafe in Myeongdong on the third floor, um, which was like, yeah, you're shopping for Korean beauty products, but you can also have coffee. <laughs> but like I said, um, my whole like interest in this variety show is because um, the cafe culture in Seoul is very big. It's huge. So um, going back to Coffee Friends, um, the aesthetic, like I said, is just gorgeous. Like, I mean, you see them pick off tangerines off the trees and you can almost almost smell the citrus citrusy smell of the tangerines just by how enthusiastic and how like beautifully shot like the farm was like it's 
Like, it makes me want to go there. Like, it's just... <laughs> and that's what good variety shows do. It's it make, Whether it's, like, a travel show or a cooking show or a, a food-themed show or whatever, it makes you want to do whatever they're doing on the show. That's, like, the highlight of having a variety show like this. So, definitely, they've got the aesthetics down. Um, I want to talk about the main cast of the show a little bit and touch upon that. Um, we start off with uh, the co-owners, Yu Yun Sook and Son Ho Jun. Um, let's talk about Yu Yun Sook. Um, he was actually in his debut kind of like star making role was in um, Park Chan Wook's Old Boy, which is part of the the Vengeance trilogy, very famous uh, Korean movie trilogy. Um, but he kind of broke into the Korean drama scene with the show Reply 1994. If you haven't seen that show, I really do encourage you to see it. Uh, the Reply series of Korean dramas are actually a very great watch. Um, most of it very like nostalgic and um, kind of retro uh, flashbacky type of slice of life dramas. Um, so he he actually broke into he kind of got famous in Korean drama because of that. Um, he was also one of he was in the original Doctor Romantic. There's another there's a sequel the, the season two of Doctor Romantic that's airing right now and add with what's her his name Anya Sook, but um, the original Doctor Romantic one of the leads is Yoo Yoon Sook and he was. He kind of became known as like the kissing master uh, because of that show. I mean, he's one of those actors that just do really good kissing scenes. I just want to add that. <laughs> just want to throw it out there in the universe just, just so you know <laughs> it's known in this podcast. But Dr. Romantic, I, I generally honestly do not like watching medical shows that much just because my day job involves... I'm, my day job is as a medical professional. So I end up just like criticizing little bits and pieces. Like, you know, I've never, I never really enjoyed Grey's Anatomy. I sort of enjoyed House. Um, but I generally, even with Korean dramas, I tend to veer away if it's like a kind of like medical show. Um, but Dr. Romantic was very compelling. It was actually a good watch because it was uh, a story about this really genius surgeon uh, who mentors these two doctors who there's like competition between the doctors, but it's set in like a rural area of South Korea, kind of like a backwoods hospital with not really that much resources and like all the stuff they need to like do to keep the hospital running and that's what was very interesting in that drama um and he probably is mostly mostly well known for this uh little show <laughs> it's not really a really little show called mr sunshine um of course the lead in that show is lee byung-hun but he played the villain go dung mei in that show who's like a japanese korean samurai wielding bad guy and initially i remember watching mr sunshine and i was just like who is this guy i feel like i've seen this guy before and i looked up like the cast list and i was like oh my god it's you you suck like because he usually has such a clean uh clean cut appearance um 
that his transformation as Godong Mei, uh, with his samurai sword, his full kimono, and like all that stuff with the beard, the long hair, you kind of like initially kind of don't recognize him, and. Of course, that's like the mark of a of a good actor if you can transform into a role. And he does, he did such an amazing job in Mister Sunshine because, um, his character was just so bloody, brutal, and cruel. And as with any villain, any good villain would be, but as with any hallmark of a good villain, is that you're able to sympathize and find some sort of spark of humanity within that villain. And that's what he does with Gudome. Um, You kind of see why he's such a tortured soul, why he does all this atrocious, violent acts. Um, because he... I mean, I feel like the whole series, you kind of feel like he's just this, like, damaged person. And you sympathize with that. And... Yu Yun Suk does a brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant interpretation of the character. Um, and like I said, he really transformed into that role. Um, other uh, movies that I've seen him in, I've seen him actually in quite a few productions. Um, he was Hedwig in a uh, production in Korea of uh, Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Um, what else? He was in this movie called, uh, Mood of the Day with, what's her name? I can't remember the actress's name right now, but, um, that was like a cute rom-com type of movie. Um, he was also in Beauty Inside. He's done a lot of things. This guy works a lot. Um, but anyways, in Coffee Friends, he actually is a co-owner, like I said, and actually the main chef. So he takes care of the food part of the brunch cafe. Um, he is really... Okay, first things first, what's amazing about watching Korean variety shows featuring celebrities is you kind of see them outside the veneer of like and glamour of being a celebrity. And you kind of just see them, for the most part, as normal people. And that's what's what's very nice about watching this variety show is because you see these actors that um you only really see in in their roles like i said he was gudong mei and he was very intense and very violent and then and you just see him here he's just this really adorable um kind of like cook and then he's like he's still pretty cool but also you just see him that it's just a normal human being he's like a celebrity but I mean, that goes for all of them in the cast. But you see him. He's a very careful and meticulous um, chef. Um, by no means, I don't think he's like a professional chef. He They actually got trained to do all these um, dishes by an actual chef. Um, but you can see that he's very careful and meticulous when he's preparing the ingredients and when he's actually cooking the stew. Um, and he does cutely go out into the dining hall and ask like the people who are eating like, oh, is it good? How do you like the stew? How do you like so-and-so? Like this dish, like, you know, and he's just so thankful that people are enjoying the food that he's, he cooks, which is just so cute to watch, like honestly. Um, interestingly enough, uh, he actually played a chef and a restaurateur in a Korean drama that is also set in Jeju um, 
called Warm and Cozy. This is a Korean, it was a Korean drama set in Jeju Island. Um, and it's also written by the famous Hong sisters. Um, they have a huge repertoire. I've talked about them in the podcast before. Um, they, they wrote the Korean Odyssey. They wrote My Girl. Um, they wrote a whole bunch of very famous, like, blockbuster type of Korean dramas. So, um, you know, he, he has some experience, um, in terms as an actor of, of being a chef. Um, and he does, I feel like the first episode really talks about it, that he does enjoy cooking, um, as a hobby. And that's, again, one of the interesting things you see when celebrities are in Korean variety shows, because, um, you see their life outside of being an actor or an actress, uh, celebrity, um, and you see what their hobbies are, like, Yu Yun Suk, like, it turns out he's, like, a pretty good cook, so, um, it's kind of fun to discover the other sides of, like, actors and actresses that you only really see their, them in character in Korean dramas, so, uh, that's really fun, um, let's move on to the other co-owner, um, Yu Yun Suk's best friend, Son Ho Jun. Um, he was also in Reply 1994, in My Secretarius, and uh, Dazzling, which had v- very like melodramatic uh, Korean drama with Han Jimin. Um, he is, like I said, the co-owner. He's also the baker, and he is also the barista. Um, honestly, though, I before I watched this Korean drama, I didn't haven't really heard of Son Ho Jun. Probably because I think he doesn't really play, like, lead roles. Like, unlike Yu Yun Sook, he does have a few main roles or lead roles under his belt. I think Son Ho Jun plays a lot of, like, secondary leads and a lot of supporting lead roles. So uh, maybe that's why I haven't really heard of it or I missed him in other Korean dramas. Uh, but he is a... <laughs> actually, this whole cast, they're all just so good-looking. And Sonodron is like... I was like, man, like this barista is like... He's really good-looking. He has kind of like a different look for a Korean actor. Um, I think it's kind of weird because... I mean, he does look very Korean, but he has this look that's kind of more... I would say like either Mediterranean or Middle Easterner kind of look with it to him. I don't know. The vibe maybe. I don't know. But he's also very good looking. Um <laughs> But he he's uh he got certified as a barista because they were doing that coffee chalk project version of Coffee Friends and he was the one making the coffee. Um and he's very calm and collected despite like the busy busy rush of orders uh at the cafe and especially it's there's just this cute running like motif in the series that um uh he it's quite burdensome and hard on him hard on him as a barista when people order uh hand drip coffee cuz it takes such a long time to like literally uh, drip hot water over coffee grounds and stuff like he has to ground the coffee by hand and then pour hot water wait for that to bloom and then it's a whole process so it takes like a long time and when in the initial parts the initial episodes there was just a lot of people who order it and it just takes them forever 
Um, there's also a very cute section in the series where he talks about mastering baking um, the bread for most of the dishes, like the French toast and the bread, uh, the toast for the black pork stew that is featured prominently in the series. Um, and this is a struggle. Like, he's like, he's not at all a professional baker, but he really just takes it into heart when he's like fermenting and proofing like the dough and stuff. And it takes like four stages of proofing. Um, you can tell I'm, the, <laughs> I'm a person who watches a lot of food shows. Um, my sister uh, watches the Food Network almost religiously. And just because it's a show, like it's a channel that just runs in her house, like almost 24 seven. Um, I just also end up watching a lot of food shows on food network. Um, so I, I just subconsciously know a lot of food terminology, I guess, but anyways, proofing bread or, uh, proofing dough. That's what he was doing. And it takes like, I don't know what, why, but what's different about this specific bread that he learned how to make, uh, for the cafe, but it takes like four stages of like proofing, uh, the dough and it each one takes like almost an hour but anyways there's a whole part where he tries to do it by him uh, on his own and half of the loaf is not cooked um but it's so cute cute because you see the camaraderie between him and yuyun sok who's they're actually real life best friends as, as i mentioned in the description earlier but it's just so cute because they really encourage him and they're like um pretty much when he failed and like half of the loaf was still like not cooked and it was gross and raw. Um, all the other cast members were like, well, if you, if you actually mastered it on the first try, you'd be like a professional baker. And it's just so cute because they they really do end up encouraging him, telling him that he's doing a great job. Um, another part of the series is him pretty much agonizing over his latte art which um i'm i'm no like i have no really real knowledge about how to do latte art i drink a lot of lattes and i drink a lot of coffee but i'm pretty sure there's a certain technique and he does really take into heart in making those like nice little clovers and hearts and stuff um and he just takes it so seriously and it's just adorable to watch so um I feel like now after watching Coffee Friends, I'm actually going to go back and actually watch uh, Korean dramas that Son Ho Jun is in. Just because he's one of those actors that had now like, just piqued my interest. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, another cast member is Choi Ji-woo. Uh, she was in Winter Sonata, Stairway to Heaven. Uh, more recently in 20 again. She functions mostly as the hall manager um, and she's really in charge of the aesthetic of the dining area. She is the one who prepares like the cutlery and the napkins and uh, puts the jam into these cute little jars. Um, I think she also did like the chalkboard art in one of the walls. And then she decorated everything with tangerines and stuff. And she is surprisingly very quick-witted, very adaptable to situation. Um one thing though, I I would love. I just want to mention about Choi Jiwoo. This this actress is like re when I say legendary, she is legendary because uh, Choi Jiwoo pretty much uh is the K drama actress who starred back in the day in the early two thousands with um 
other legendary like K drama actors like Byung Jun and Kwon San Woo. Um, she was in Winter Sonata with Byung Jun. It's Winter Sonata is one of uh the season dramas that got really famous in the beginning of like early two thousands. Um, that included Autumn in My Heart, Summer Set. It's like literally all the seasons, and Winter Sonata is one of the the seasons. It was like a four part series that was kind of loosely connected, sort of, but not really. Um, so she was in that drama. She was also in, oh my god, Stairway to Heaven was like this juggernaut Korean drama back in the day. Um, with Kong Sanwoo, um, and. All of like Choi Joo and uh Kwon Sang Woo and Baeyoung Jung don't really do dramas anymore that much. Um and it's sad because they're just literally like amazing, amazing pioneers of Korean dramas. This was before um they pretty much they're credited with ushering the Korean wave and um starting that whole wave that Korean dramas kind of got seeped in through like all parts of Asia um, and eventually into North America, into Europe, into other parts of the world, um, hence the Korean wave. Um, and I don't think that Korean dramas would have been as popular as they are now. Um, and in part, like K-pop as well. Um, all of that is part of K the Korean wave. Um, if it hasn't been for these pioneers of Korean dramas, like these actors and actresses who literally starred in those what now would seem like very cringeworthy Korean dramas. Um, and they their drama started all of the tropes, all of the cliches that um, you see now in Korean dramas that are being uh, mishmashed and subverted and just turn over its head and just transformed to something totally different in the plot line. Um it's because like actors and actresses like Choi Ji Woo started it all. Like when I talk about like a Makjang, like a super melodramatic family drama, Choi Ji Woo has done it. Um and is in any of her dramas in the early two thousands. Um like birth secrets, like childhood like meet cutes and stuff like all those tropes like they've done it like they were the first people who did it in korean dramas and Choi ji woo was just that she was like the queen of korean dramas she was like the epitome of um so what i'm saying is that seeing her in this setting as just like the quick-witted like hall manager um and i'm pretty sure the other cast members know she's like a big sunbae she's like a very like like i said legendary sunbae senior in the industry and she's just so amazingly down to earth like you would expect somebody who has reached that peak and such like a such a famous um within even the korean entertainment industry would be a little bit more like aware of their fame but she's just so down to earth um in this series and um uh, she's like cooing over cute like babies and toddlers that come with their parents into the cafe um she's varyingly kind of like the mama bear of the group and very caring of uh of uh young sejong and so on like all of the three guys like she's the only lady in the cast and she's very caring and very mama bear so um it's kind of very refreshing to see this side of her um 
like not as a character or that um in a Korean drama, but just like the normal like Choi Ji Woo. Um, I think uh in the past few years she's been mostly really like a stay at home housewife, like a uh, homemaker, mom and stuff. So I think um she she doesn't really do that much Korean dramas anymore, which is is very sad for me as somebody who's been a long term like a Korean drama fan for for years and years. So um I just wanted to gush on that for a little bit. Um let's also talk about Young Sejong. I mentioned him very briefly. Young Sejong was in Temperature of Love. He was in Still 17, which is still a Korean drama that I love. Uh and he it was also in My Country the New Age, which is a Korean drama I talked about in previous podcast episode. Uh look it up, look it up. It's in one of the episodes. Uh, he's like what they call the multiplayer. He is also the kitchen help and the dishwasher. Um, and also the magne, the youngest of the group, I think. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, because I think Choi was the oldest and then Yu Yun Sook and Son Ho Jun was kind of, they're kind of like about the same age. And Yang Se Jung is in his 20s. So I think he is the magne of the group. Um, he is just always willing to help he keeps like just pepping himself up during the the busy times at the cafe um he actually was in dr romantic with yu yun sook and it's one of his very early roles um he played the like the rival doctor in uh the original season of Doctor Romantic. Um he was like a rival doctor to Yo Yoon Suk's character. And I think that's where they really actually met and it's just so cute because in this series you see like that uh um that Hyung relationship that he has with Yu Yoon Suk. Uh like a Hyung Dongseng relationship, like the older brother, younger brother relationship that they have. Um and Young Sejong always actually most of the time does like very character oriented roles. In like my country, the new age is very intense, like a very like political um seguk, like historical drama. So uh he does like dramatic roles amazing, amazingly well. And to see him in like what's probably the closest to how he is in real life um outside of acting um in such a cute kind of like young brother like type of like personality um <laughs> it just amused me to no end cuz um i mean i don't speak korean but when you hear the intonation of his voice when he talks to the other two guys um and he's like super respectful to Choi Ji Woo, just because she's a big, big uh senior in the industry. But when he talks to Yoon Suk and Son Ho Jun, it's like he kinda has like the tone of like a little boy, like a truly like a young young brother type of uh tone. Uh and it's just so I don't know. It's just so amusing to me. Um seeing Yang Se Jung in such a different like setting. Um, after seeing him in Korean dramas, uh, where he's like just fully immersed in his role, is is just such a joy to watch, and it's definitely something that I looked forward to while I was watching this, um, Korean variety show. Um, there's also, as with any Korean variety shows, this is a 
a show that has very notable cameos from other celebrities, uh, such as Jo Jae-yoon, who is from that huge like Korean drama, um, Sky Castle. And here he's like, um, like the bumbling like dishwasher. <laughs> it's adorable. This whole show is just so fun to watch just because you see all the celebrities in a setting that probably is closer to how they are and how they function and how they live in real life. Um, you also see Dong Bang Shinki's Yunho, uh, and also Sehun from EXO. Um, he was also in Busted. I talked about the Korean variety show before in a podcast episode. Uh, Kang Daniel, who was in a group called 101, uh, which was from a reality competition show called uh, Produce 101. But he was in 101, but when they disbanded, he actually became a solo singer. Uh, and also Nam Joo Hyuk was also a cameo here. He was in Bride of Haybeck. He was... I mean, most people know him from weightlifting fairy Kim Bokju. He's also a model. Um, he initially shows up in the series as this guy that's like just delivering bread. And they quickly rope him because it was such a busy time in the cafe. And they quickly rope him into like being like a dishwasher errand boy slash uh, pretty much everything Young Sejong was also doing. <laughs> and he's like, he's just like, all right, fine. I'm going to like help you guys sure let, tell me what you need me to do um <laughs> but they kind of just rope in like celebrities that they know to help them like run this cafe um like i said this is the kind of show that just makes you want to try to remake the drinks and the, the dishes they make in the show um i actually since watching this series had made a, like a deep dive into um like YouTubing like recipes for the dishes that they have. Um, there's one drink called the uh, tangerine milk that I was like, I wonder if there's a recipe for that online, and I wonder if I can actually make it at home. So I've actually been on like a deep dive of like figuring out how to make like the food that they made there. Um, they made like uh black pork stew which is black pork like uh, it's made from like the black pig that's very famous in jeju island um it just looks really good and really filling like i i every time i saw it on the series i was like it looks delicious oh my god i just want to eat it right now uh one of the other dishes that oh my god piqued my interest was they did a french toast with uh kaya jam a tangerine kaya jam um I don't know if I talked about it in a previous podcast episode. You might have seen it in my travel vlogs. But um, when I went to Singapore, uh, kaya toast was one of those foods that I was just like instantaneously like fell in love with. Um, kaya toast or kaya jam is really like coconut based. Uh, and it has like pandan leaves and makes it very aromatic when you put it on bread. But here in uh, Coffee Friends, they actually tweaked it a little bit and put tangerine instead of pandan leaves, which I uh, am now, like I said, was on a deep dive of looking up YouTube videos and uh, looking up recipes. So uh, if in the future I actually do find a really good, easy-to-follow recipe, I'm actually going to try to make tangerine kaya jam because I love, love, love kaya toast. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it about Coffee Friends. Um, 
I can't really recommend a site where you can watch it because they're all they're not um this show's not on like any of the legal sites, but Google it, you'll find it. And I will be back with a short talk about other food related Korean variety shows. Hey, so I'm actually going to talk about a couple more uh, food-themed Korean variety shows. Um, just something to kind of like pique your interest more if you'd like to discover more food-related shows. Um, first one is Yoon's Kitchen Season 2. Um, this is a show where she has veteran actress Yoon Yoo Jung um, back in Season 2 of Yoon's Kitchen. Uh, it's the se- second season of the popular Korean cooking reality show. Um, cast members Lee So Jin and Jung Yumi also return from the second season and they're joined by actor Park Seo Jun uh, for the second season. Yoon Yoo Jung seeks uh, expert counsel from chefs Lee, uh, Lee Won Il and uh, restaurateur Hong Suk Chun about operating a restaurant in Garachiko. A scenic small town in Tenerife, one of the seven Canary Islands of Spain. Um, the restaurant starts the second season with a focus on two types of bibimbap, but a number of menu changes are made as the season progresses. Um, I actually uh, haven't watched the entire season of Yoon's Kitchen, uh, especially season two, just because. Like I said um, in the other section of the podcast, it's quite hard to find English subtitled um, sites that actually have like the English subtitles for this dramas. What am I saying? Anyway, it's hard to find English subtitles, but this one is on Viki, so it's a little bit easier to um, access and watch. Um, initially, I uh, started watching this because it had... Uh, Park Seo Jun, who is one of my favorite K-drama actors, he was in uh, What's Wrong with uh, Secretary Kim, he was in Fight My Way, he is he had a cameo in Parasite, um, the movie. So I talked about him in a previous podcast episode. He has an upcoming Korean drama called Ite One. Uh, was it Ite One Class? It did one class, yeah. Um, but anyways, he is a Korean drama actor that I just really love. He, I'm a huge fan of him. So uh, he joins in the second season, and it's just the hijinks, though. I mean, they're in the middle of this kind of like small rural, not, not rural town, but it's just a small town uh, in Spain. And um, <laughs> there's like this video on YouTube that's actually English subtitles when. Um, the diner one of the uh, couple that's dining are like wow he's really good looking and you're like man like even in the middle of spain where they probably are not like exposed to any korean dramas um they're like commenting about how park surgeon is good looking so i mean it made me think about like well maybe he's just handsome in every continent uh uh this show also has uh lee sho jin who is a veteran Korean drama actor. Um, and Yu Yu Jung is just one of those actresses that are just legendary. She's uh, played a lot of mom and grandma roles, uh, harmony roles as well. Uh, I think the role that really, really, for me, like reminds me of like the peak like actress Yu Yu Jung 
role is in that movie the housemaid and she plays like the um the main maid of the ha- the rich household and she just master masterfully like executes that character so amazingly well and i was just like every time you see this actress you are just floored and in this show she is um the sh- the the chef the main cook of the restaurant and it shows how they have no experience in running a restaurant but they're just literally like winging it in like this restaurant that's trying to promote like korean food in the middle of spain um actually uh it's set in spain in season two but the first season was set in bali indonesia um yeah so it's um they kind of took a few elements of this and kind of like added it to coffee friends so um kind of similar vibe of like uh, actors and actresses who don't really know about running a, a restaurant or a cafe, uh, kind of that whole like uh, conceit of things. Um, another show that is a Korean food variety show. Uh, it's a show called Three, uh, Three Meals a Day. Um, this has the main cast live in a little rural or fishing village three days a week and use whatever food they find there to create three meals a day. Uh, while various celebrities from Seoul make uh, actual guest appearances for dinner. Um, Son Ho Jun, who I talked about in uh, Coffee Friends earlier in the podcast, he's actually one of um, the regular cast for this. Um, Park Seo Jin, who's also in Yoon's Kitchen, um, is the main cast. Uh, ok Tae Kyung from K-pop group 2PM. Uh was also on this as well as Cha Song Wan. Yeah. Um the this one is a little bit of a different setting because it's like they're kinda left there to fend off on their own to like fish or procure ingredients um and create like a delicious meal. And it's kinda like the setting is like a home setting and they're using just like um tools like pots and pans that are more like common in rural korea um kind of like that so it's it's sort of slightly a survival show as well as well as it is a cooking show so very interesting check it out those are a couple more uh food related variety shows that you guys might want to um take a look into um and stay tuned because in the next section in k-pop we're going to talk about uh two songs that uh, most likely you would have heard if you are in a coffee shop in korea uh so we're going to talk about that Thank you. 
And this is the K-pop section of Peach Neon Pink Ramblings, the podcast where I talk about everything Korean entertainment related. And yeah, like I said, this is the K-pop section. We're going to actually talk about songs that uh, you would likely hear in a very aesthetic coffee shop in Seoul, Korea. Um, yeah. So first song, um, you might have heard a snippet of it from um, before this section. Um, if you're on Anchor or you're on Spotify, if not, you would have heard some equally great, not copyrighted music um, as usual. But this is a called uh, song. It is a song called Adios by Hoodie featuring Grey. Um, a little bit info about the song. Um, Kim Hyun Jung, better known by her stage name Hoodie is a female solo artist signed under AOMG. Uh, she initially debuted as part of a underground hip-hop group called Amorette. Um, Hoodie is like the sole female artist under uh, AOMG, which is a hip-hop entertainment uh, management company that was set up by Jay Park formerly of 2PM. He was formerly under JYP Entertainment, uh, but later on, uh, he did end up establishing his own um, management company. So, um, Hoodie is like the sole female in that group, where all of them are guys. So, she pretty much rules them all. <laughs> um, this is a very a song that's very vibrant with Hoodie's mesmerizingly sweet vocals uh it has an upbeat melody that talks about pretty much saying goodbye um adios to uh life's worries um she just has a very like mesmerizing voice um that it's not like a typical hip-hop vocals that's very hard hard hitting uh, it's actually surprisingly just very melodic. Um, this is a song that's supported by Grace, uh, quite clean and soulful rap section. So it's a song that is more of a lo-fi, easy listening song. And I feel like it is one of those songs that you would uh, most likely hear getting played in the background of a really good, aesthetically pleasing coffee house. Um Hoodie has a lot of really great songs. I recommend checking her out on Spotify or any other music platform where you get your music from. Um, uh, she's definitely one of those artists that's to watch out for. Um, that's sort of like she's not really mainstream. She's very much kind of more indie underground. Um, even though uh, AOM, AOMG is kind of like rising to be like a mainstream hip hop agency. Um, I think most of the artists kind of veer more to being more indie and underground. So um, Adios is just one of those fun songs that just says like pretty much a few to like life's problems, which we all need once in a while. Um, second song that I'm going to talk about that's very likely you're going to hear in a coffee house in Korea is a song uh, called Love Story which is by Suran featuring Crush. Um, a little bit of a background again, Shin Suran 
also known by her st- this this lady has like a lot of lot of stage names uh her stage names elena and bailey Shu. it's kind of weird stage name but she's actually more known uh, by the mononym suran she is a singer songwriter under a company called million market which is a Honestly, though, let me just say, it's like a fantastic name for an inter- entertainment agency. Like, Million Market. Like, we're marketing uh, music that's going to make millions. It's it's such a great name for a music, like a management agency, I think. Um, this song alternates between very soulful emotions and trendy beats. Uh, the song shows the exciting first impressions of the beginnings of love. Um Suran's smooth and very clear, distinct melodies have this great interplay with Crush's witty uh, rap lyrics, uh, which just makes for such such a fun song. It's also like very refreshing to hear. Um, in the same way that it's very fresh and refresh, fresh and refreshing, fresh uh, to hear. Um, it's also very relevant and poignant when you hear it. Um, the thing I love about like songs that are more indie um, in K-pop is that they really do talk about um, very relatable topics such as like love and heartbreak and all that stuff. And I know I talked about a lot of other indie artists and songs in the previous podcast episodes um, that I do enjoy and enjoy discovering. I'm kind of been on like a whole like ladies of K-pop kind of um, vibe recently. Um, there's just a lot of solo and groups, um, ladies that are just really kicking it in the music scene right now. Um, I bet they'd be like indie or mainstream um, that do really amazing music that crosses language and borders pretty much. Um so yeah, that's a little bit about Suran. Uh, Suran's song "Love Story" featuring Crush. Um, if you're actually listening on Anchor or on Spotify, you're actually going to hear a snippet of the song "Love Story" after the break. Uh, if not, you're going to hear again, as usual, a non-copyrighted, equally amazing song uh, from my selection. Probably also going to be a lo-fi because we're on that vibe right now. Um, and we're gonna transition on to the K-Beauty section. Hey, you have reached the latter third of this podcast. Congratulations, you made it through across all of my ramblings uh, across all of those topics anyways this is the k-beauty section of peach neon pink ramblings the podcast where i talk about everything korean entertainment including korean beauty and that's what we're going to talk about right now um and in keeping in theme with like coffee house food theme shows um music and stuff like that we're going to talk about uh korean beauty products that are food related had has like food stuff as an ingredient or just like inspired by food um and first of all we're going to talk about tony moly's magic food banana hand milk um if you are not familiar for the uninitiated tony moly is one of those korean beauty uh, brands that do a lot of like food inspired and very almost cutesy like products 
um, aside from like the banana hand milk, um, which is shaped like an actual little banana. <laughs> it's adorable, honestly. Um, we also have like, there's one that's like uh, shaped like a, a squid like calamari and there's one that's like shaped like a tomato there's like a uh, face cream i believe it is shaped like a uh a peach anyways they do a lot of like food themed products which makes them very perfect for uh this section of k beauty today's on today's podcast um anyways tony moly's magic food banana hand milk um this is a hand cream cuticle cream had lotion ish thing um it has very soft lip texture that adds um enough moisture to um kind of like normal to dry skin if you have really extremely dry skin this would not be a product for you because it's it's quite light and it applies quite thinly it's not um, it's a type of cream that's not like very super like thick and viscous and creamy so it's not the type of hand cream that would really like solve if you have really dry skin um my sister and myself actually because of our jobs like have really dry skin on our fingers and like on our hands um and this is the type of i mean i love it but it's also the type of product that doesn't it's not that type of product that would create miracles for your dry, really extremely dry skin on your hands. Um, but for everyday use, if you're just like a normal person that just has normal hands, um, it's it's actually quite moisturizing. It is enriched with banana extract, milk protein, and shea butter. Thus, the whole banana hand milk name. Um I don't know why it's called magic food, but I guess because it's kind of like magical in a way that it looks like a little tiny banana. It looks like one of the senorita bananas that are small and cute and adorable and you probably could eat like 50 of them because they're tiny. Um, For me, what I honestly really love about this product is that uh, it smells like banana OU, which is a drink that I um actually really love. Um, I've... I always see this in Korean dramas. When I, and then when I went to Seoul a couple of years ago, I actually made it a point to buy these at the convenience store uh, that's right um, next to my hotel. Um, and banana oil is so yummy. It's so delicious. Um, normally, I think as a person, you'd think that, oh, God, like, why would somebody put banana flavor in milk? But it's like... It's an oddly good combination. It's like, um, it has a very subtle banana flavor that's added to like milk, but it's not like milk that's like heavy milk. It's just like normal, like everyday milk that you drink, but has a slight subtle hint of banana, more like a banana taffy, like candied banana taste to it. And that's the exact smell that this Tony Moly. Uh, magic food banana hand milk has it literally smells like that um and it's when you smell it you just end up thinking about like banana oyu it's like it makes me want to drink some banana oil pretty much <laughs> but like i said it's it's only really good for people with normal and like 
sort of dry skin on their hands not i wouldn't recommend it to somebody who has really really dry skin on their fingertips like i do um but for everyday use it's actually quite good um another company that does a lot of skin related um skin related food related um for food themed products is a company called skin food as with their name it is a korean beauty brand that actually specializes in adding a lot of natural uh food based like ingredients into their products and this one is the skin food honey pot lip balm and oh my gosh guys it is so cute the packaging um the thing with food related like our food theme or food inspired beauty products in korea it's like they're honestly just really adorable and really cute. Uh, the Skin Food Honey Pot Lip Balm is actually, it looks like a tiny little honey pot with the applicator that actually looks like one of those wooden things that um, you use to scoop out honey. It's like that round thing with like the ridges and you use it on like actual honey to like um, scoop out the honey and put it on your tea or whatever. Um, but the applicator for this lip balm is that tiny, tiny little version of that, um, which is just, oh my gosh, just so cute. Um, <laughs> this um, lip balm has a jelly-like consistency. You would think that because it's like honey-based that it would be a lot stickier and thick, but it's not. It's more of like a kind of like a, like a, a firm jello jelly type of consistency and it's quite hydrating um honestly though it takes quite a while to sink in um but it doesn't leave like a waxy film um when it dries up so that's a good thing about um lip balms my only gripe about this lip balm is because i'm not really a huge fan of lip balms that are in a pot because i feel like it's not very um hygienic like it would be a product that i would use at home as part of my like 10-step korean skincare routine um towards the end of it but it's not the type of product that i feel comfortable bringing uh with me outside or in my purse just because it's not the most hygienic thing to be like just dipping the applicator into the pot and putting on your lips and just like putting the applicator again so um I feel like it would be okay to use at home as part of skincare, but not really like a something like a lip balm that you would put on like in the middle of the day or anything like that. Uh, for that, I would prefer something that's like either that twisty kind of um, type of more of a lipstick looking um, like a bullet type of lip balm or like something that's like in a little squeeze tube. I think those are a little bit more hygienic, honestly, if you're using it outside or in public. Um, but this does really smell like honey it's not an overpowering honey smell um, and it is very hydrating and i love the fact that it doesn't leave like a weird like plasticky waxy film on the lips when you're using it um i feel like it's more uh rather than a lip balm more of like a lip uh mask or lip treatment type of product but it's the packaging guys it's so 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 cute oh my god um there is a lot of food-inspired products in Korean beauty, uh, but I'm going to only talk about one more thing. This is APU's Milk One Pack in Chocolate Milk. Um, okay, honestly, though, packaging, packaging, like I said, super cute. Um, APU's Milk One Pack series actually comes in every, like, flavor 
uh, quote unquote of milk that you can think of. I've tried this one, the chocolate milk. I've tried the the banana uyu one, the banana milk pack. I've tried the matcha. I've tried the the coffee one. The coffee mo- the coffee one is really great. Like it really perks you up if you're using like the mask. It's just like because it has like some coffee and like I mean like caffeine in it. It really like firms up your skin. Um, this one, the chocolate milk, is packed with cacao and plum extract that uh, leaves your skin very silky after use. It says on there that it removes excessive keratin to promote a brightened complexion. Um, I am a huge, huge fan of uh mask packs, especially Korean Korean ones. Um, and APU, uh, APU. A pew? I don't know how to pronounce the, the brand name, but um they the the their milk packs are just so light on the face and it does so well in like like refreshing your skin. Um especially this one that has cacao. I feel like it's not only like firming, like the one with the coffee one, the caffeine one, but it's also quite moisturizing. Um it kind of also helps kind of fade like dark spots on your face, which is good because I do, for me, I do have a lot of like acne scars. So anything that helps brighten my complexion and like brighten out those dark spots is a welcome addition to my skincare routine. Um, I actually need to try out all the other varieties of the milk packs because I haven't tried like the strawberry one and I think there's like the regular milk one and i think there's like two more there's a lot of like uh varieties on the the apu apu um milk one pack series but i feel like the chocolate milk is the most accessible and um they're actually quite cheap too um nowadays you can actually see them in like not just like at sephora or ulta or any like beauty stores in the states um i've actually seen them in like stores like Nordstrom Rack or like Marshalls, like kind of like second tier department stores sort of also have them. Uh, Just K-Beauty has been like just everywhere recently and more accessible, especially with this brand, IPU, IPU. It's available online. It's also like available, I believe, at like CVS or drugstores here in the States. Um, And they're actually... A little bit more expensive when you buy humor in the states it's kind of like almost close to like nine bucks eight dollars or nine dollars were actually i remember buying like a pack of these in korea and they were like less than like two dollars each like for and then there were like a pack of 10 and it was like i believe like eight dollars for a pack of 10 or something eight or nine dollars it was like like that and it was quite cheap to buy these sheet masks and a very accessible um but actually is very effective. So, um, so yeah, there, uh, you know, if you go on Google and look at food inspired Korean beauty products, you'll just see so many cute packaging and just so many adorable products. So, um, I'm only going to really actually mention these three that I've actually tried before, but if you want to check it out, that's something that's pretty cool to see online as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this section, a short snippet on, uh, K-beauty.
Hey, you have reached the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Peach Neon Pink Ramblings, the podcast where I talk about everything Korean entertainment, including Korean movies, Korean dramas, Korean variety shows, K-pop, and K-beauty. Oh my gosh, guys, thank you so much for um, listening and reaching episode 14. Um, like I said, I'm going to really try to be more consistent about putting out episodes Um and uh like i said in an intro i am actually gonna be traveling outside of the country and going to southeast asia and making a trip there again um so there might be a little bit of a delay on episodes for the next couple of weeks um but be rest assured i'm gonna be, be back because i'm gonna be like binge watching a lot of korean dramas and korean movies during my flights like the long haul flights are always a killer so i have a few of the korean dramas that i've been currently watching um downloaded and saved so i can watch it on the plane um and just a bunch of like just korean media that i'm just like waiting to consume while i'm on my trip so i will be um having a lot of content that i'm gonna talk about um in the future podcast episodes may be like two weeks from now um so as usual you guys let me know what you want me to talk about um by leaving a message at anchor.fm forward slash peach neon pink neon has two ends forward slash message so you can leave me a voice message there and if you do we might i might be able to actually like add it on the podcast episode in the future that'll be cool that'll be awesome or uh you can also tweet me at our socials at peach neon pink neon again has two ends um i always post like just fangirling and all other related korean entertainment stuff on there uh on my twitter account like i said peach neon pink neon has two ends uh if you want to follow me um aside from the podcast and actually see uh, some of my one minute vlogs and travel vlogs i'm not too sure if i'm going to vlog about this trip in southeast southeast asia um this time around because it's more of a bit of a personal trip not really like just traveling like for fun like i did last year in october um but you can actually see on my website uh peach neon pink neon again has two ends dot com uh on my travel vlogs about bangkok and singapore from last year from last fall um and a whole bunch of other just random one minute vlogs and longer vlogs as well um just a lot of content blog posts on there uh, you can definitely check it out and until next time i hope you guys will hear from me soon if not you guys have a wonderful day today um it's actually already like past midnight here in the states so sort of the next day for me um but i wish you guys good health in the new year and you'll hear from me soon